Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You are listening to Missed Apex Podcast. We live F1. Welcome to Missed Apex Podcast. No, this isn't the next part of our season review in many, many parts. I'm dropping in for like an emergency drama vibe check because this has been my favourite ever winter episode of F1 Shore of uh, The Only Way is the FIA. The soap opera that is bound to end in someone having an evil twin has been unfolding all over our social media feeds. There has been accusations of inappropriate links between FOM members and team principals, mainly aimed at the Wolves. So, in all, in, instead of just me guessing and telling you what I reckon, which I am inclined to do, why not bring one of the very few regular paddock journalists that is all over this newsfeed? We are joined, of course, by Uncle Joe, Joe Sayward. How's it going, Joe? Very good. I'm having a nice, quiet time away from Formula One, in theory. Uh, well, I've seen that you've upset the the entirety of the Sergio Perez fan base, me included. How dare you slightly mention Daniel Ricciardo having some clauses in his contract? Well, I'm terribly sorry for mentioning the fact that this exists, but it does. And if that upsets Sergio Perez fans and makes them abusive, that's fine. I'm happy to block any abusive uh, Sergio Perez fan. And I've blocked hundreds of them, actually, because they're so rude. Yeah, <laughs> it's, they're, they're, they're not they don't have any sort of sensible arguments at all. It's just they said all kinds of rude things about me and various members of my family. And goodness knows what you know, goodness. it's just it's most extraordinary um, what's going on there. Um, and only half those accounts were me, Joe. Sergio, <laughs> not that Sergio can control his fans, but, you know, some of them need to go and have a lie down in a dark room, obviously, and some tea probably do them good. I feel like he's talking to me specifically, but only half those accounts were, were my sock accounts, and I've still got about 50 left that you haven't blocked. But that's... You can't spell all the words that I was called. No, that's true. Me. That is true. So <laughs> but what we're here to, to, uh, to talk about is, it is, there's no other way to say it, this has been crazy drama where the FIA just seems unable to avoid 
a, a, you know, two or three days in a row, it can't avoid a little bit of a, a scandal. C- can you unpick this for us at all, Joe? Because there was accusations from a media source. Sounds like some media source was briefed to leak a story, immediately followed by, we will investigate this. And now the Wolves, uh, particularly Susie Wolf, who is the head of the FOM's F1 Academy uh, all-female racing series, is incredibly upset. Her series has released a, a series of very... Um, my lawyers are over my shoulder as I type this type angry press statements. What's going on, mm-hmm. Joe? All right. Well, if you look at it in the last few months, you have to put it in perspective a little bit. The FIA has been doing some rather odd things, presumably because the president, who prior to that was just clumsy um, and got into trouble uh, back in February by, you know, because he always said from the beginning he wasn't going to get involved in Formula One and then spent his entire time getting involved in Formula One. <laughs> yes. Um, then he got slapped round the head by lawyers at Formula One Group and told to um, butt out, quite literally, uh, in legal language, of course. And then he, he said he was going to butt out, but he hasn't. Um, and he keeps on going. But recently, in the last three or four months, he's been doing even more and more ridiculous things. Um, and I don't know if that's because he's getting bad advice. Maybe, I don't know what it is, but uh, he's obviously not living on the planet with everybody else. Um, that that outrageous story about swear words in Mexico, uh, not Mexico, Las Vegas, was just daft. It, it made it made the FIA look like an Edwardian nanny, you know, spanking people and saying you're terribly naughty for saying that word beginning with F. Oh no, 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 no! We shan't be allowed to do that. So to be clear, just to, in case anybody has been living under a rock or for some reason not been following F1 since there's been no races, we are talking about the FIA president, Mohammed Ben Salayam, who has been very outspoken and the FIA have clamped down on Lewis Hamilton crossing the road and Toto Wolff and Fred Vasseur saying very naughty words. Uh, it does sort of seem like... Well, they're not very naughty words. In the they modern are quite... Era, no, in the modern era, they are vernacular, <laughs> unless they are a direct directly at the person. If you say that be president, <laughs> Thank you. then you can understand that he might be a little bit upset. It might also be a, be a perfectly reasonable description, but that's another argument. But, you know, the, <laughs> the fact is that just going around pretending that it's naughty to do things like that and, and hauling up... Um, Grown up, uh, Toto Wolf and, and Fred Vassar, who quite frankly had a, had a right to respond as they did, because they were being hassled uh, in a press conference. Fred had just lost a car and nearly had a driver hurt himself badly because something fell out of the ground and hit the Ferrari, um, and that wasn't his fault. And so he was he was fed up, and Toto found himself under attack from somebody who goes on attacking him and just is annoying. Um, and so they both responded with using the word that is so naughty. Um, that it, it involves, you know, the need for investigations into this, that, and it's just rubbish. Okay. And, you know, it's just to annoy them. And it's just to, I don't know what it is, to be honest. Uh, the, the, the president seems to need to prove himself. Okay. You know, so, he likes jumping yeah. into photo photos all the time. He does. Um, wherever he goes, he's always jumping into photos. He's always having to be in, in, in front of everything. If he was a, an FIA president, who was being sensible, he would do what Jean Todd did, which is just keep a low profile because all that money you get given by Formula One, all that money you're spending this week in Baku having a massive great Barney with all your mates and, and you know, drinking and walking around on red carpets and going on bus tours and all the rest of this stuff um, is funded by Formula One. They pay for it all. 
Okay. And so rule number one, you don't bite the hand that feeds you. And he's biting the hand. And that is annoying them. He definitely is biting the hand that feeds them. But it's it's strange how the camps in this war, and it does seem like a war, seem to be kind of developing. So you have Fred Vassour and Toto Wolf, who seem to get on very well. You have the teams kind of united, it seems, with Liberty Media, FOM, the commercial rights holder. And it kind of seems to be them against Mohammed Ben Salayim. So it, just- it, it, it's very clear. Look, the sport is, despite what grumpy old men say on the internet, the sport is doing really well. Everything's going well, and all the numbers are going up. Um, everybody uh, with half of, half, you know, anyone who's not grumpy says this is fantastic time. And we've got the FIA tripping over itself and saying stupid things and making a mess of things, um, which is not required. And if they go on doing this, and, I, you know, I, this has been said to me on numerous occasions now by different people up and down the Formula One uh, paddock, it, that, you know, why do we need the FIA is what they're saying. In the old days, you couldn't get rid of them because, you know, the teams were split. And, but right now, everybody, every single organization, all the teams, the F1 group, everybody, including F2 and F3, which are owned by F1, um, everybody is basically saying, let's just get on with this and do what we're doing well. And if they're going to go on making a mess of things because some bloke wants to feel powerful and, and, you know, wear bigger shoes than other people, then there could be trouble ahead. Now, on the other side, Ben Sulayam has some problems of his own because within the FIA, he's an elected official. Obviously, the FIA is a bit odd when it comes to elections because, you know, you get elected by people you then give jobs to. And so they will support you. So your man from you know, um, let's make up a country because if I say one, there'll be somebody who gets upset. A um, man from um, Cloud Cuckoo Land, right. <laughs> the Automobile Club of Cloud Cuckoo Land, gets given a job, you know, being being uh, on a commission or he gets to go to the, the annual gala and somebody pays for him to do it or whatever, however it works. There is this system of patronage. And so the president is kind of protected, but sensible people within the FIA are realising that, hang on a minute, we could lose all the money that the FIA gets from Formula One if we mess these people around too much. And that's what's happening. And when I say it's a lot of money, I'm talking about the equivalent of $100 million a year is what the FIA costs Formula One. Okay, now, but what's that a as a total? A lot of people are saying, why is that worth it? <laughs> oh, you want me to break it all down? Okay. Oh, no, I just meant like, what, what's the sort of percentage of the FIA's income is that? Oh, it's, it's, more, than, it's more than 60%. Oh, wow. Okay, that's key. But except they're not publishing. The, in a transparent federation that Mohammed bin Sulayim promised, they're no longer publishing the financial accounts. They stopped doing that when he was elected. Why is that? Don't know. Jean Todd had the full accounts published every year. We haven't seen one since he took over. So uh, it, it's just asking for trouble, really. It's very silly. And... Um, you know, people like me are going, well, I want to actually look and see in the accounts and how much they're getting from Formula One because it's important. But I can, you know, I can tell you more or less. Um, you know, they get a vast amount from the entry fees. I don't know if you saw, but the entry fee for Red Bull this year is oh, yes, some a lot. ludicrous amount of money, like six million because they scored mm. so many points. Max Verstappen <laughs> will have to pay a million to get his super license. And you add it all up, you're talking about, I don't know, um, you get into around the sort of, 40, 50 million bracket with all these fees and the sanctioning fee that they get. They get paid a certain amount of money by F1 to do the job that they're supposed to do. 
And then the uh, the F1 teams and FOM pay for the financial administration um, of the budget cap, which costs a fair amount of money. They also have an agreement to pay uh, airline tickets and freight things for the FIA. And when you add it all together, it comes not far short of $100 million. Mm. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, hang on a minute. Is this worth it? We've got this person here who is causing us trouble, who is trying to introduce uh, the Andretti team, for example. He's doing things that just make no sense. Uh, he's just stirring up trouble. Is it Why is he stirring up trouble? Because probably he feels the need to be powerful, whatever it is. I don't know what he needs. None of us really understand what he's doing. But um, And he's surrounded by people who, who, of course, never challenge him because he never challenge a man in oh, power like that the because dream. they will always yeah, yeah no it, it, they they just get fired if they challenge him so or they get sidelined to such an extent that they, they become irrelevant in the overall scheme of things so if you surround yourself with a bunch of yes men um what do you expect so you know we're getting to a situation where there are people in the FIA talking and plotting even i'm not sure i would go that far but you can see that there's there's definitely pressure i mean the the um the the U-turn on this this business in recent days, let's go back to that, the U-turn was so swift and yes. so ludicrous that it was clearly somebody has gone to him in the back rooms and said, you're going to do this or you're out or, you know, or we're going to try and get you out perhaps. Mm. But, you know, you are messing things up here and you need to fix it. So to be clear, like there's no way that investigation could have could have the, the investigation they said they were definitely carrying out in regards to the compliance board there's no way that could have been done in two days so this is definitely a a cowing or under pressure well it's uh, the whole thing was ludicrous because um look let's get take, start from the beginning let's do it first of all the 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 outlet who wrote this story is not one that anyone in formula one uh takes without a very very large pinch of salt uh and people don't take it seriously, whether that's right, wrong, whatever. It's not for me. Well, it is for me to judge if I want to. I choose not to judge it, but I let other people judge it. But um, it's not something that the, the paddock takes very seriously because there is um, a track record that people are not impressed by. So uh, now then this is suddenly turned into an investigation by the FIA on yeah, when was the last time the FIA launched an investigation into something that a, that a magazine wrote? No. I can't think of a single one, uh, it, particularly one that's, you know, totally unreliable. So, and, and then I, I understand from from the um, the briefing game that people were being briefed that actually, yes, well, this, you know, the several teams have complained to the FIA about this conflict of yeah. interest, which is why we saw yes. all the teams, bar Mercedes, um, saying well it wasn't us we didn't do it so and what that basically said was it lifted uh, a middle digit at the FIA and and made them I think I wrote somewhere or maybe I didn't write it should have done I wrote the emperor needs a new wardrobe forget the clothes because basically <laughs> yeah. there was nothing left yeah. um after that and and then they cancelled it like less than 24 hours later so Obviously, a lot of stuff is going on in the background, and obviously, pressure is being applied. Uh, and now, incidentally, uh, we're still getting messages out of Mercedes um, sort of saying, well, we're reserving the right 
to perhaps take legal action against the FAA for damage to our image, which is frankly fair enough because mm-hmm. this is this has been um some people would read it as being a deliberate attempt to to damage the image, a bit like the swear word thing, a deliberate attempt to damage the image of some of the team principles. Yeah. Um, and now why would you do that if you're president of the FIA? I don't know. But that seems to be what people view it as being. So I definitely want to get into the logistics of the reality of this, um, you know, a possible breakaway that people are talking about. But I think I'm taking your quite emotive, I won't call it rant, but emotive explanation of the situation there as, as a bit of a vindication, because I felt this 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 sort of battle, this war between the FIA versus FOM slash teams building in the background. And now it is open warfare. So like Toto Wolf made a comment about the, was he worried about second place in the championship? And he said, no, we'll be all right because there's a proper race director. Obviously a pop uh, Michael Massey. I've got no strong opinions one way or the other on what Michael Massey did in Abu Dhabi 2021. That's a lie. But immediately the FIA president comes out to bat for Michael Massey, talking about Massey's suffering and, and how he would bring him back if needed. And out of the blue, the only reason he made that statement was was to attack Toto Wolf. So you've got an FIA president that is openly attacking team principles. It, it, it even happened before this Toto and so, uh, Susie you know, scandal or accusations. Yeah, yeah. But you've got an FIA president who is on the wrong side of a dam and he's, is, and, he, and he's trying to um, uh, blow up, you know, blow explosives up. Yeah, and he doesn't seem to understand that if you blow the dam over, you're going to get blasted away and disappear into the, into the far distance um, with, with the word forehead, on, sorry, with the word failure stamped right. on your forehead. Okay. Um, because you know this is madness. This is why it doesn't it doesn't make sense, and this is why people are saying, "Well, what's going on? Who's he listening to?" Um, and he's he's not used to not getting his way. I suppose that's what it is. But um, it it just doesn't fit in the in the world that we live in today, um, yeah. with the way the federation needs to be. And and if they don't do something about it, it is going to get worse. Okay, so. I have never seen like the teams, uh, the FOM, Liberty Media, and in fact the press all pretty, pretty united in pointing squarely at the FOA and going, "What on earth is going on? This is ridiculous." So obviously, the best case scenario is he just stops being weird and everything carries on, or they replace him. Well, they, they, there are various possible outcomes of this. First of all, replacing the FIA president, as I said, is very difficult to do because of the patronage thing. If he has the support of all these little clubs and they don't want somebody to come in and say, you know, because right now the Automobile Club of Panama has the same power as the Automobile Club of the United States of America. Really? They have one vote Ah. each, which is, or, or, you know, any little Caribbean island has one vote. The Automobile Club of Vietnam has one vote and and, uh, the AAA has one vote. Now, some people think that's fine if you're one of these little clubs that gives you some power. But they don't. What they don't want is somebody coming in, a new president coming in and saying, "Right, we're going to change this to make it more democratic," um, because then they will come become completely irrelevant, and there won't be any fancy jobs for them anymore. So, you have these people who are clinging to the tail coat or whatever you call it, or the coach tails of the president who will support him because um, it's in their interest to do so. Now, 
so you have the possibility of an internal rebellion to take him out. Generally speaking, the FIA doesn't do that much, but they could, and they would dress it up if they did it, if they convinced him that he had to go. Um, they would do that probably by him saying that he was ill or something, whatever, uh, and then somebody else taking over. That's one thing that could happen. But that would be an extreme case, and I don't really see that happening. Um, the other extreme case would be, F1 saying, right, yeah. well, we've had enough of you now. We're off to do our own thing. Brilliant. Right. This is what I want to they, talk about because it's such a good thought exercise to help us understand how the structures are built. Okay. Well, it's very difficult to do that as well. Mm. The The primary point about it is that the FIA owns the name FIA Formula One World Championship. They own the right to have any automobile competition uh, as a world championship. Nobody else can do that. That's why in the past you've had things like IndyCar World Series because that wasn't a world championship. Question. It's, so, it's, just, yeah. it's just the wording. So just call it. Just you, the word. So you could have. Well, it's Formula One as well. Formula right. One. Okay. And they also have the trademark for the regulations. In other words, if you start another championship, you'd have to have different regulations or else they'd sue you for contract or for breach of trademark. So it couldn't be Formula um, anything either. Well, it could be Formula something. Formula it, but, Uno. You know, it also could be GP1 because right. uh, Formula 1 already owned GP1. They own GP1, GP2, GP3. They could do that. And you'd get like MotoGP. Once upon a time, that used to be the World Motorcycle Championships. Right, of course. And then it became MotoGP. Um, and what we're seeing really is a clash between uh, – it's a bit like what's going on in golf – um, and what went on in the Premier League, which is the old school federations that organise things, uh, for whatever reason, are clashing with the commercial interests. And as almost always happens, the commercial interest wins because money is king. End of story. And that's not a bad thing either, because otherwise we'd all be looking at you know, tiddlywink championships in the local neighbourhood, nothing, nothing world championship and big. Mm -hmm. So... Um, we have that situation whereby they could do this. Now, if they did do that, the first thing that would happen is the FIA has no means at all, no money enabled to, 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 sorry, to be able to create another Formula One World Championship. They just couldn't do it. They don't have the people. They don't have them. They certainly wouldn't have the money. Um, they wouldn't be able to negotiate TV deals. They wouldn't be able to get teams to do it because all the teams. <laughs> of any note, are tied to F1 via F1, two, three. Right, okay, so so that's key. And none Joe. of those teams are manufacturer teams either. Remember that. Right. You know, if you're going to have a Formula One World Championship, you need manufacturers. There's nobody right. who can build cars, apart from a few teams in sports car racing. Can I clarify, Joe? Uh, why are the teams tied to Liberty Media? Or why would Liberty they go? Liberty Media owns Formula One, two, and three. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Right, so so if they if they did a breakaway, I mean it looks like they're fairly on song with the teams anyway, but presumably if they did break away, the teams and drivers and the grid goes with them. Is that the thinking? Everything go. Everything would go with them. Right. They just changed the name of the championship. Now there are some people who'd say, "Well, it's not a world championship anymore, therefore it doesn't have the same value." But that's semantics. Relevant, yeah. but it's irrelevant because what would happen is that after ten minutes, realizing that there's nothing else that they can do, the FIA would come running back and say, <laughs> "Well, you can have our title again if you're nice to us." In which case, then the, the boot changes to the other foot, and it lands squarely in the. Um, in the nether regions of the FIA president and say, right. well, sorry, you're the one who, you know, caused this. So let's negotiate and you get nothing. Yeah, it's a buyer's market then, isn't so, it? So point? basically, basically, annoying everybody is a really bad idea. And mm. that's why it makes no sense to I, do it. I, I'm trying to find the, the... I'm trying to fight on the FIA side now. Liberty get fed up and they decide to go. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, what, yeah. what, what can the FIA do? So what, what stops, say... A Saudi group or CVC coming in and going, oh well, we'll 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 run the series for you. We've got money, time, right? So because it, it would be going to take you two, it's going to take you five years to build up a championship, anything akin to Formula One. And in the meantime, Formula One will go on with all the TV right. contracts and everything yes. else. Right. And nobody else. Look at Formula E. All the TV companies are abandoning Formula E. I'm so Channel upset. Four dumped yep. them. The Germans yeah. just dumped them. You know they they can't hold. Most of their races don't last more than a year. I mean, not that. Perhaps that's a little bit unkind, but I know certainly what you're saying. there's a turnover. An awful lot of their races terminate contracts very early. The thing is not any way, shape, or form. It's got the name World Championship because the FIA gave them that, but it, it's not in the same league. No. And you know, there's nothing in the same league with the possible exception of the World Endurance Championship, and even that is a bit of a mess yeah. because you've got a whole bunch of people, and they're they're manipulating who wins by changing the balance of performance. <laughs> yes. So if this, if in my scenario, the Saudis came in and said, "Okay, uh, FOM, we'll do a series with you," in in essence, that would be the new breakaway series competing with what we now think of as F one. No, but it's never, that's never going to happen. Right, that's never going to happen. Okay, can because, the FIA make because things, the yeah. Saudis the Saudis would go with Formula One as it is now. They they try and I take that. I'm over, not sure yeah. they have an enormous amount of time for yeah. for Mohammed bin Sulaim. They want to buy the thing rather than create their own thing? Well, yeah. well, you know, if you look at mm. what's going on in golf, they've tried to do their own thing, and we, we have a mess. And mm. once you have a mess, people lose interest in messes. It's like 
the World Boxing Championship. How many world champions oh, are there? What does it matter yeah. anymore? Who cares? Nobody watches it anymore. So that you know, that's the the value of Formula One is that it is a clear uh, it's a clear method of delivery of messaging worldwide. It's a world championship, and um, we've got this one guy who and his and his underlings uh, who are just trying to cause trouble for reasons that only they understand. I want to I want to play the side of the FOM again for a little while here. So in this power struggle okay. where they're breaking away, I actually had some people for, who, were, who were marshals and stewards. And there was a few people really saying a breakaway could never happen. And here's the reasons they gave. The, the, the main ones that I heard from people were the FIA does all the marshalling and race control. You couldn't do the marshalling without them. And then the second one was, well, all the tracks have contracts with uh, with the FIA or the FIA run it and there's other th- series there that mm-hmm. are other FIA series yeah. the tracks couldn't and survive and it would be anti-competitive yeah. for the FIA to not allow the tracks to work with other championships so it would be anti-competitive under American law and European law in other words they haven't got a leg to stand on right. they do license people yes but they got to go on licensing people for their own championships what's left of them if they're in business, I mean, they, they wouldn't even be in business yes. three months right. after a split. They just wouldn't have the money. The whole thing would fold up, to so, be honest. So but, who would suffer if the FIA folded? Because that's my belief as well. If the, if the F1 left them, the FIA, just crum- FIA would just crumble. Are, are there other series well, the out there sport, who would the suffer? The whole sport would suffer Yeah, because there would be no central sanctioning body. Now, that's why I don't think it'll happen, because if there's any threat to the money supply and there is an existential threat to the FIA – the clubs within the FIA will rise up and they will change the necessary to make sure they hold on to that level of control. How they do it, they'll find a way. If there's an existential threat to the Federation, they will find a way. So they have to find a way. And from a motorsport point of view, we just need to have stability. That's what makes things grow. Stability is growth. And if we don't have stability, then we have problems and then we have conflicts. We don't need any of this. Motorsport is doing really well, particularly at a time when um, other kinds of sport, everybody's suffering in the media. All the numbers are going down, but Formula One's not. Formula One, particularly, I mean, some motorsport is going down. NASCAR, for example. Is but, it? Um, oh, yeah, the, the, the numbers are going down each year, little by little, um, because there's so many more options oh. available. But Formula One is not going down. And therefore, from a marketing point of view, it's it's, a, it's the best place for people to be. So we don't want to have all this kind of disruption caused for reasons that nobody truly understands beyond uh, one man's whim. Um, and that's why we have to have uh, some sensible um, solutions. And if the president and his people can't come up with sensible solutions, they will be found by other people within the FIA. So whilst you're saying clubs, it's, it's, not, FIA clubs. it's not at all desirable for, 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 for this breakaway to happen, I think it's almost important to establish, for, from a fan point of view, to understand what's happening, how possible the breakaway would be. Even though it's not ideal, obviously staying in the happy marriage would be ideal, but if you, if you had to leave... Yes, you'd be healthier overall, but you've got to pay uh, another mortgage and uh, get a new set of cutlery. So, yes, it wouldn't be convenient, but it might. No, no, but it's it's never going to happen. 
It's never going to happen because the FIA would go out of business if it happened. So what I mean is it's important to really reiterate to the FIA president the position that he is in. And and, and, and well, if, if he looks at the, the secret accounts that he has um, or the accounts he won't make public, he will realise that there is a complete weakness. Jean Todd knew this years ago. And one of the reasons he kept out was that he knew he could not afford to upset Formula One. And so he tried very hard to create new things that would derive income revenue that would make them less dependent on Formula One. Uh, for example, the motorsport games, you know, that's really taken off, hasn't it? The what? Um, exactly. The motorsport games, uh, Formula... Hang on a minute. Sorry. I've got, um, I've got somebody trying to telephone me. I've got breaking news. Probably Who is lawyer. it? Is it? Yeah, that's going to say I'm going to have to run this past the lawyers before we publish. Um, come on, Joe. Who was it? You know who that was. That was Toto. I do, I do know who it was, yeah. Take, I'm not telling you. Take the call. Take um, the call. <laughs> Anyway, it says it on the phone when it comes up, doesn't it? So um, that's that's the situation we're in. I don't think there will be a breakaway because the FIA would just fold up and they can't afford to do that. Therefore, it's more likely that they will overthrow or or they will bring in uh, line. Re- rein in bring to heel the FIA president if he goes on doing these silly things. I, I honestly don't understand... I don't understand what they're doing. I don't understand um, the logic behind it. And I don't understand what they're trying to achieve because they're not going to achieve anything. They are, whether they like it or not, they are at the beck and call of um, F1. And the other thing is that if you make a if you make a mockery of the FIA, people will start leaving the FIA, people who work there, who do not want to be associated with it, good people who work there, don't want to be associated with this kind of thing, and we'll start to leave. And I'll bet you that's the next step. You'll see some big names leaving the FIA because they don't want the associations that come with this kind of behaviour. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. watch and wait. Joe, I really appreciate you dropping in and um, and giving us this update uh, right from inside the paddock. Go and follow Joe Sayward on Twitter, and you can see... Just the extent to which he's upset uh, all the Sergio Perez fan base, including me, Joe. And go and check out his newsletter, which you can purchase. It's very, very worth it for insider scoops and information. And, of course, you can look forward to Joe's GP Plus magazine, which gets published after every race. And you can buy a yearly subscription at a discount now. I saw you post, and that would make a great Mm -hmm. present for the... Formula One fan in your in your life. So that's printed a few hours after the race. Uh, Joe, thank you very much for dropping in. I know you have to go and get to the market to buy a single baguette with a coupon. But, but just before you go, Joe, right, you have set the world alight with a, a scoop about the Spanish Grand Prix. And I am really, really sad because you seem to be suggesting that that is the end of the Catalonia circuit for F1. Uh, I think it probably is for now. You know they 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 need to they need to address all kinds of issues they have they they do not have a competitive uh, or a compelling argument that Madrid does have um, and all the people I'm so bored with listening people to writing it's another street it circuit. is another street it's circuit not, joke it is it's not oh how long how many street circuits have got a banked hairpin in there's eight roundabouts on it Joe there's a test it goes past a Tesco how, how many no, yeah and then there's a banked <laughs> hairpin. That, you know, people just haven't done their homework. If you look and how, see what is planned, okay. it's really interesting. How much of it's it is really on a street? How much of it is on usable streets? About 
third, uh, look probably like a 50%, 50% of it is, is up one side across the front and down the back of the, the, uh, the exhibition center. Okay. The rest of it is out on open land. They can do what they like. And there, there are plans. They have a, a banked, a banked hairpin as in Zandvoort. Yeah. They have all kinds of interesting, um, things and it's all not been built yet. It's park land. In okay. other words, it's not a street circuit. If you look at it in terms of Montreal or Albert Park, that's a closer reference point than okay. some, you know, thinking it's some kind of a Monaco. It's not a kind of Monaco. Okay. And it's just ignorance, really. I mean, you can find out what it's about. And just because it's got a couple of roundabouts in it doesn't mean the roundabouts will be there in Joe, the same format Joe, they've got when to stop the F1 a, have finished designing it. They've got to stop at traffic lights. There's some traffic lights every, they've got to stop at. Are, every a, circuit has chicanes. It's going to have a lollipop roundabouts lady. roundabouts become chicanes. <laughs> you know, it's just, it, it's not, it's not difficult. It's just that people like being grumpy and complaining, I think. I think it's, I think it's I really positive. I love doing that. I think that I think that it's it's a good thing for the championship because anyone who's been to Barcelona recently knows that first of all the racing is very average because the track is laid out in such a way as it is difficult to overtake. Cars have outgrown it. Oh, it's not the car. It's always been like that. Um, the access is awful. The location is awful. There's a, there's a nice smelly abattoir nearby, which always is is rather charming. It's not quite downtown Barcelona, you know. It's not glamour. That Formula One wants, and it's also, and this is an important point too, it's in Catalonia, and Catalonia and Madrid don't get on, and the Spanish Grand Prix in Catalonia is something of a problem politically. So, you know, we have to we have to go with the flow, and you know, everybody whinged and whined about how awful Vegas has been, and if you start reading the reports, how successful it's been, you know, people have to go, ah, well, yes, um, well, what I meant was. And all this rubbish, you know, it's been a huge success, and it will make a huge difference for growth of Formula One in the US. And you know, there are more races coming, good races. These things are thought through nowadays. They're not just sort of slap dash and you know thrown in there and just so we'll see if it works or not. They're actually looked at sensibly. Can I and, can, uh, can I, I got to give a slight counter to the Madrid thing and saying it's not going to be a street circuit? Is it going to be lined with that same sponsor clad? Uh, you know, a barrier at the bottom and then catch fence. The all street tracks from telly, they all look the same. Yeah, except that out in the country, they don't. If you, I mean, that's a, that's a kind of silly argument. Look at Suzuka. Suzuka's lined with, with, there's not much runoff at Suzuka. It's it's lined with a lot of barriers and a lot of T- turn dead, dead one, fencing. turn one. Spa. There's look, loads yes, of okay, runoff. Turn one turn. Okay. The first turn. Now let's go through the rest look of the turn. Spa. <laughs> Dunlop's got loads spa. of runoff. Okay, spa. Yeah, you're going to tell okay. me Spa's a street circuit next. Spa's you know, got it, it used to be. It used to be, Joe. I know yeah, my history, I know it, Joe. I am well aware of it. Yeah. Used to be. It was. Yeah. I reported on it when it was still a street okay. circuit. Yeah, but there's loads of runoff yeah. at Spa. Yeah, but occasional corners they have some runoff area. But the fact is, just to say it's another street circuit, and blah, yeah. blah 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 blah. I want to complain. Okay, it's just tiresome. It's really dull. I still and think it looks I, like basically a street circuit. everyone's. It seems like every Formula One fan's first reaction is negative. Mm. Be positive. The sport is doing really well. Joe, I'm going to defend the fans a little bit because it looks like a duck at the moment and I'm assuming that it's going to quack. And if you've got inside information that says it's going to have beautiful runoff and curbs and all the rest of it, then maybe that's just not been you know, communicated very well to the vast 
majority of people. I think it's reasonable for people to look Listen, at that and go... there's loads of things that are wrong with it, but there have always been loads of things wrong with it. But there's an awful lot that's right with it, and that's the important point. Okay. If you look at the negative, every single time I tweet something... The first thing that happens is 23 negative responses from from the grumpy old men of Formula One. I don't know if you want to include yourself in that group yeah, or not, probably. but it's just very no. tiresome. Okay, but Joe, if because... you tweeted FIA dropping sprint races, you would not get 23 negative messages. You'd get 100 positive messages thanking. Yes, saying, thank unfortunately, you. that's not going to happen. Next yeah. question. So people are only responding negatively to things yeah, but that people, are negative. People are going to watch these things. Yeah. You know, that's the whole point. If if the numbers were going down, if the TV numbers were going down, I mean, it, it's not entirely surprising that in some markets this year the, the TV statistics are not great because when a driver wins 19 <laughs> of 22 yeah. races and his teammate is not up to the job, sorry, Perez fans, I've upset great. you again. Nice one. Um, you know, but the, that's the truth. You know, the fact is, in the old days when we had domination by one team, we had a teammate who was at least put up a fight. Okay. You know, we had we had Nico Rosberg who was fighting Lewis Hamilton when they were dominant. We had Valtteri Bottas to a lesser yeah. extent with yeah. Lewis. We we had Mark Webber with Vettel, and in the old days of Ferrari, and you know, twenty years ago, we didn't have anybody, so they just sort of follow around behind Michael and that did what they were told. Okay. That's not good for the sport. Yeah. You now, what's good for the sport is to have competitive teams fighting one another but if everybody else can't keep up with red bull it's not red bull's yeah. fault for doing a good job more perez slander guys uh, joe is at joe sayward on twitter that's where he does most of his social media and i don't i would never normally do this but perez fans unite and let's get him i'll join you this time properly no, 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 on, no, no. on on not I, a i've already account. been dot and almost <laughs> all the people who were right and abusive are already banned so they can all Okay, so the trick is to not be a super abusive, just be, let's go for passive aggressive this time. Then it's harder for him to block us and my other accounts. Joe. No, no, I can block <laughs> anybody I like, can't oh, I? Curses. All right. Um, also, I should if say. I think, I think, if hmm. I think it's passive aggressive, I might just say, <laughs> oh, well, whatever. I can't be bothered. I just go, oh, that's one of, that's one of, that's one of Spanish's mates. I'll block him. So um, I do want to say, if there's anyone listening from any of the promoters from the street circuits, I looked at the statistics in like uh, September, October, November, 90,000 different devices downloaded at, we at least one episode of Miss Apex podcast. So invite me to the street circuits and just, you know, champagne, food. I am so buyable. I am like relatively cheap if you want to bribe someone to say your street circuit's great. And guys, if I start saying street circuits are brilliant, you'll know what's happened and we all win. I see no downside to this, Joe. I do, but there you are. What? We have different views on the world. Well, something called integrity. Oh, spanners. no, I don't have any of that. Come so can by you spell that? Can feed, you spell it? Feedback at mrapex.net. <laughs> I am so buyable, as is Joe's GP Plus magazine. Go buy that now for next season. You can buy it per uh, magazine now, which I've been saying you should do for ages, per episode. But it's a hell of a lot more expensive. It is, it is, it is. Uh, but to be honest, for, for the year, it is a steal, what you charge for the year. I think your subscription is... Actually, the best the best deal, Spanners, is, is the bundle, where you get 370 magazines or something like that. Yeah, old for, ones. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. You get the entire history of Formula One for fifteen years for for almost nothing. But they're on PDF, so you have to yeah, print you them put out it in yourself. Your machine. Yeah, you, you, know, you don't have to print it out. 
put it in your computer and you look at them when right. you need to. And oh, you can yeah. search them too. You know, that's an amazing They're piece of technology. Yeah, that's good. But there's, there's great stuff in there. It's, um, there's a, you've got a great photographer on board as well. So you, you're brought right into the action of the whole weekend, not just the same articles that are, are churned out by what you ungenerously refer to as bottom feeders, Joe. Still think you're mean. Still think you were mean I'm, for calling. I'm not mean because there are only... I, I, interestingly, actually, there was a tweet today from MotoGP journalist who was quite shocked by how many people claim to be uh, um, MotoGP journalists. And he you know, he goes to every race, I think, or nearly every race, and, and, uh, and uh, he knows how many of them are real. And it's the same for me. I look at all these people claiming to be F1 journalists, even ones who, you know, look vaguely serious. And I haven't seen any of them before in my life. Rule number one, by the way, if you want to have a good steer of who to avoid, anyone who says FIA accredited. Because they've got it, had it once. <laughs> they once had a pass and they, yeah. they feel the need to tell everybody that. Mm. If you if you say that, it's like saying, I've had a pass once. Matt Trumpets, so our co-host, he literally, he literally does that. He always says it, FIA accredited because he won a Formula E event. Uh, can I end this recording? Because I will let you go. Sorry, Joe. Andrew Benson has has just put out a, a quote from Lewis Hamilton that says, it is at the FAO Gala, disappointing to see the governing body of our sport has sought to question the integrity of one of the most incredible female leaders we've ever had in our sport with in Susie Wolf. Without questioning, without any evidence, it's unacceptable. Hamilton continues, this is a constant fight to really improve diversity and inclusion within the industry. It seems there are certain individuals in the leadership of the FIA, I wonder who he's talking about, that every time we try to make step, a step forward, they try to pull us back, and that has to change. Uh, an FIA president under fire. Joe, I'm going to just ask you straight. Is Mohammed Ben Salayam's role, his position, is it untenable? I don't think it's untenable because the way the FIA is, but he's going to have to change and stop doing silly things. If he doesn't stop doing silly things, things will get very ugly very quickly. But hopefully, hopefully he he will be... Um, intelligent enough to realize that his path at the moment is not one that's going to work and incidentally you know spanish if we're, if we're doing that thing it and mohammed i'm available to give you advice oh okay yeah yeah for, <laughs> for money <laughs> excellent joe of course a, nobody gets it for free you know so. have a great day have a great break and i think we'll catch you in the new year joe okay ciao ciao I suppose there should be an outro to this. I normally say something like, work hard, be kind, and have fun. That'll do. We'll see you on Sunday for the next part of our season review. See you later, guys. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.